You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps> this is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How have you been? What's been oh. going on? Let's have a catch up first let before we do my, anything. Let me go to my Apple Notes app and I will look at my little list. <laughs> I am fine. Oh, that's all it says. <laughs> well, do you, do you know what? Well, you went out last night. Let's talk about you being hungover first of all, shall we? Okay, I'm not super hungover, but I did go out and it was a Britney, Britney night. Ooh, yeah. okay. So talk to me about what Britney songs were played that were oh kind of God. highlights. Oh my God. Break the ice. So... Yes. I love so that song. it was only Britney songs. Wow. And we got there at 10.30 and it was so busy. It was It was also like walking into the... I never watched the American Queers Folk, but it was like walking into... Is it Babylon, they call it? Yeah. It was walking into that. The wardrobe department had been busy. <laughs> Everyone, every representation of anyone was there. Some people looked like they were from space. There were older people, younger people. It was... It was pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. There were some people dressed up in costumes that had absolutely, like, really elaborate costumes that had nothing to do with Britney. So it's like, okay. <laughs> so that was super fun. Music-wise, all Britney, all night. But it was... I've never been to one of these. I don't think you have either. I can imagine like, if you went to one of those gay white parties. Right. But you know how the music's just like... It was all Britney remixes like that. Okay. So it was pretty fun. I went to a Britney, uh, Britney versus Whitney night once. Ugh. Britney Whitney. Um, and that was literally, they didn't even, there was no even mixing. It was literally Britney song, Whitney song, Britney song, Whitney song. It was really like quite a lot of whiplash moments, yeah. but it was really fun. Well, they, they had things like um, the Pepsi commercial <gasps> suddenly appeared in a the remix. The Pepsi. Yeah. For na, those, na, 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 na. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. There was remi- like video remixes going on in the screens. They played a very obscure dance remix of Mood Ring, one of my favorite songs. <laughs> so like drag. everything was going on. Simone performed Ooh. and it was Gigi Good's 25th birthday. Huh. <laughs> 25th. <laughs> Good for performances. Her. So yeah, it was super fun. Oh, I did try and wear my Britney Onyx Hotel tour t-shirt from 2004. Turns out that my, how many years is that? 18 years? It's a little too tight. Okay. <laughs> it is a t-shirt from 18 years ago. Right, we're, gi- we're giving up on that one a little bit, yeah. are we? Fun fact about the 2004 Onyx Hotel tour. I went to that tour in Manchester instead of going to my grand's 80th birthday. Ooh. Well, that's what she would have wanted, right? Yeah, well, she's dead now. So. <laughs> it's not funny that she's dead. Cannot believe you just laughed at the death of my grandmother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> now it's making it worse. Right, what did, you, what did you do last night? So last night I went to our friend Jamie's birthday party in mm. North Hollywood. Now people, <laughs> let's talk about North Hollywood. Let's get that <laughs> compass out, shall let's, we? If you think that when you're heading to North Hollywood that you're going to go to Hollywood and head north, I guess technically that's correct, but it is through a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we should say we're right now, we're in Silver Lake. Yes. East Los Angeles is where we are right now. The yes. east side. Yes. 
Yeah, I went to North Hollywood mm-hmm. and we went to uh, the most insane venue I've been to in a long, long time. Which is saying a lot for LA. Right. So it was, on the surface, sounded like, you know, I, we understand what we're going to get. It was like a bar that had video games in it, basically. So like, you know, like that one near here that's called like Button Mash or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it has like, had really fun computer games. We played that, George and I played on that Jurassic Park game that you and me played on at Dave and Buster's. All fun. Which was really fun. I do sense... Straight people. Right. On this a is Saturday night, North Hollywood games. Here's here's the twist. Okay. Well, it was straight people. Actually, and quite a lot of queer people as well, actually. Okay. But we're talking ragtag, goth, emo, oh. weirdos. It was really fun. Oh, there was great. like a very... I just kept saying, this is the most ragtag group of people I've ever seen in one bar. So there's a lot of like emo people and it was karaoke. And basically... The karaoke choices that were performed were, I couldn't, I didn't even know half of the songs and not in like an annoying way. It was like, Mm -hmm. people were doing like full on like metal performances of songs. It was so nuts. (laughs) Jamie did, Jamie made a terrible choice and uh, decided to do Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. (laughs) No no one wins at that song. (laughs) He he had to get people to come up and support him by the end of it because there was was a lot going on. He came up and he was like, I think I I stretched myself a little too far with Wuthering Heights. It was fun. It was not great. It wasn't straight hell. It was offshoot purgatory yeah it was offshoot like just weirdoville and that okay. was it, I, re- I had like a really good time because it was just you didn't know what you were gonna get should we talk about thanksgiving yeah we celebrated together but we what did. did what did we do in the morning oh god we did something so strange and so american we did the turkey trot and you have to really be careful when you're saying that to american people because they couldn't understand what i was saying i had to say turkey trot trot so that was so what it was yes yeah, so it's like they do them all over the US, but you do like a run, like a 5K or a 10K. We did the 10K. They close off the streets and you go running in the morning and it's fun. But wait, I was trying to find, because I swear there was like a whole meaning about it. Right. It's about chasing turkeys. Oh, yeah, yeah, hang on. Oh, no, this is really bad. The name is derived from the use of a turkey as a common centerpiece of the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, we get that. Right. Anyway, we... we <laughs> so actually, it, it literally is, they tried to think of a way to theme doing a run around turkeys. It would be so. like calling like it like the Santa slog. So we went downtown <laughs> early. We got public transport down downtown, which sounds really strange for us to point that out, but it's a big deal in LA. Have I ever been in public transport in LA before? No, not in my seven and a half years of living here. <laughs> Will I do it again after that? Probably not. Probably it was, not. Uh, kind of hell on earth. It was, it was <laughs> real. We both definitely caught something from it. Oh yeah, because we did get sick like three days later. Yeah. Anyway, we went to do the 10K. I needed a coffee and uh, we lined up at, everywhere was closed. Ugh. Uh, so we lined up at a coffee cart at the beginning of the race. I ended up starting the race 10 minutes late because I needed that coffee. I never drank the whole coffee either. <laughs> I can't I can't get into this with you, the detail about the coffee. But yes, it did mean that you started after the race started. Mm-hmm. And it was 10K around downtown Los Angeles, which is kind of, if you've never been to LA, downtown is kind of almost is like fake New York, but kind of, so it's like all built up like New York and it's like city streets. It's not like LA, LA. But full of hills. But full of hills, yes. Full of hills. If you like mashed San Francisco and New York together, you'd have downtown LA. Very, very (laughs) hilly course. So just imagine early morning running on tarmac, 
down. Well, I mean, it was deserted for me because I started 10 minutes late and I couldn't find anyone and I took a wrong turn. Right. And I did an extra mile and a half. This is the most important thing is that, yeah, Ben. (laughs) Ben. (laughs) Because there was no one around. He had no one to follow and he went the wrong way and, yeah, added on an extra mile and a half to your run, which was kind of insane it was already a pretty meaty run as well yeah no by the time i got to that last the last stretch that you did by accident at the beginning i couldn't have imagined then doing that again right what else have you been up to oh, what has been going on i'll tell you what i did yesterday okay <laughs> i took myself downtown <laughs> again <laughs> on, on public were, transport you were downtown last night i was we? we're always fucking downtown yeah. i went downtown to the amundsen theater to oh, watch God. the the 222 ghost story play now now we have to talk about this because it's so weird as regular listeners of the podcast will know neither of us are huge fan of the live arts no i hate live arts just pop in a cd press play (laughs) flash some lights we're happy yeah and i don't want to hear original music um (laughs) for the first time um no so you so this play was it's the play that's on in london it was like a huge hit in London last summer. Hi, it's Cheryl. Just wanted to say that the lads recorded this before I got cast in the play. And I just wanted to say that I'm so excited to play Jenny, who's getting haunted by the fucking ghosts. And it was, it's basically a ghost story play. That's fun. But they've done a complete, they've transposed it completely to a a US version. (laughs) And you can really feel the moments where it, it doesn't quite work. Right. So there's, one of them is that there's loads of swearing in it. And it doesn't sound natural the amount that they're swearing as American people compared to because it's set in London, I think, in the London play. And it just makes so much more sense because it's a kind of a, a comment on gentrification as well as a ghost story. So wait, so the UK version set in London. Yes. Where's the US version set? It's set in Boston, but I thought it was set in LA because there's coyotes involved in it. But then also someone had like a New York accent, but I think that was bad acting. <laughs> but So it was set in Boston. It got a standing ovation and me and Matt were like, oh, absolutely Oh, not going to stand out of our seats for it. When You know when you go to the theatre and at the end, people slowly start, yeah. when, when they're clapping, they slowly start standing up and you're like, am I going to have to? Am I going to have to? Yeah. And then and then before you know everyone around oh, you I is... Re- we refuse to stand up. But what's good about the 222 play is that it's kind of becoming, in London, it's become like Chicago in the sense that, <laughs> in the sense that when it opened, I think Lily Allen was the was playing the oh, lead yeah. role and she I got really, that. really good reviews. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to like trickle down the path and I think Matt Willis is currently... <laughs> Matt Willis Willis from Boston is currently in it. And we're just starting to get to that slight kind of Chicago element of like, who's going to be in it next? Like Laura Whitmore is in it at the moment, which is a confusing thing because she's kind of a TV host. And she... Don't think of her as an actress. Well, she gave up doing Love Island, I think quite specifically, so she could do that play. Yeah. Any other updates from you? No. Oh, (laughs) should we we do some feedback? Let's do it. Thank you, as ever, for everyone with your feedback. Oh, please rate and review us. Has Jessica Lawrence rated us? Let's stop personally attacking one person for not rating or reviewing us. Let's, I didn't actually check, but... I don't think she has. Let's leave Jessica alone. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer. Jessica Lawrence. I think if Jennifer and Jessica Lawrence could both <laughs> rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. If you do want to do some feedback, you can do it on our Instagram, You're Welcome America, and you can email us... Yep, you're welcome, America Podcast at gmail.com. First up, Jason Mitchell in London has emailed us. Hello, boys. Loving the pod. I'm so Danny obsessed. This is referring to our Danny Minogue episode. Um, I could honestly listen to a serialized podcast about her. P.S. Highly recommend her autobiography, My Story, where she opens up on the beef between her and Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> Couple of things to share. 
cementing her LGBTQ plus allyship creds. You'll be interested to know Danny is going to be hosting a BBC Three dating show next year called I Kissed a Boy, where gay singletons, very UK phrase, singletons, singletons. gay singletons fly out to mainland Europe to kiss <laughs> a stranger before they decide whether they want to date. Oh, so they start. Oh, so it started with a kiss. I see. Yeah. It's kiss first. Yeah. I mean, where my kiss? <laughs> that kissing before you get to know someone in the gay world is pretty standard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hate the title, I Kissed a Boy, and they better not use the song, the Katy Perry song, I'll Be Furious. I bet they'll use it as like a music bed. Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. But also, it that doesn't... That was the Adams Family theme I was just doing. <laughs> dun-dun, dun-dun. Anyway. Oh, this is the final bit. is good. <laughs> okay, Jason Ross says, I once went to a Kylie night at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern RVT. I love the RVT. We, we went to a great Spice World screening and night there. We do you remember did. that? That was so good. They played Jerry's appearance in Sex of the City as like a song, as like a track. <laughs> like the music stopped and we just heard, Samantha Jones. <laughs> so Jason was at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern and the DJ point blank refused to play any Danny. It was about seven hours into the night at 4am that he begrudgingly played 100 Degrees. <laughs> Why do some Kylie fans hating Danny so much? I know. Keep up the good work, Jason. Thank you for getting touched. Jason. 100 Degrees. Oh, well, we get, to, we get to play that over the next few weeks. Yeah, we've finally moved into 100 Degree time. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Some very important email from Nicole. Uh, Nicole emailed us saying that she says, Target have just dropped a limited edition collection of M&S food items. She said, is this the most You're Welcome America designer collab yet? What a lovely holiday surprise. Wait, have you looked them up? Ben, I haven't just looked it up. <gasps> I've bought you something from the M&S holiday collection at Target. Please be a prawn sandwich. <laughs> a prawn sandwich or a tub of those chocolate okay. things. Okay. I'm going to just, I need you to measure expectations because they are specifically all just Christmas holiday themed. Oh, okay. There's no M&S thing. So what I'm about Christmas to give, sandwich. Christmas what I'm about sandwich. to give you is not something you've ever seen at M&S before, essentially. Oh. <laughs> oh. Take a look this? at that. What is that? <gasps> oh God, it's a Percy Pig biscuit tin. Oh. Right, let's have a look inside. Oh, two jam sandwich. Oh, we're gonna have to it's try one of these. Percy- you had one? No, I'm waiting for you. Okay. I think they've got two in one packet. So if you want to have one okay. of these ones, it's Hang exciting. On. Let, me, let me do the rustling bit of this first. Now I will say, you're not a fan of Percy Pigs. I hate Percy Pigs. So let me just uh, read you the description of this. So these are a ripoff on a jammy dodger. Oh, um, yummy! Which is a very specific biscuit oh. co- cookie if you're in America. And I just want to say as well, with my hangover and this cup of coffee, this is going to be ideal for <laughs> I me. thought you'd be happy with this. So it says, uh, two jam sandwich creams, Percy Pig trademark, flavor pink shortcake biscuits Uh-oh. with raspberry jam and cream. Okay. So... I'll give you that one. Oh yeah, it really so it's a, is. It's a, it's a riff on a jammy dodger, and it's basically a pink shortbread cookie with... On the, wait, wait, and on the back... Sorry. Ugh. Oh, the back is a pig's tail. The smell is artificial hell. It smells like angel delight. Why are you taking the top off? Is it too much shortbread for you? No, I'm great. Is that how you eat a jammy dodger? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, the pink is only on the outside. Oh wow. This is pretty good. Dry as hell. <laughs> well, that for you. <laughs> Susanna Gillian has got in touch. Now, that's a confusing name, Susanna Gillian. Yeah. Do you think that's her middle name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I was Fraser Charles, that would be the, mm, the case. Benjamin William. Love the podcast. Love the banter. It really makes me laugh. Thank you for listening, Susanna Gillian. 
Very informative, as, very informative as an Australian. While I don't know all the UK references, it is much more familiar than the US. What the fuck? Rooting, but yay to thongs. Rooting. Oh, okay. Rooting is sex. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Find you through the UK Drag Race recaps, and I live for your cheddar gorgeous imp- imitations. <laughs> Please do a whole show just speaking in these voices. It is the best. Oh. P.S. My mom passed away six years ago. Aww. So listening to Fraser's mom's episode was hilarious and beautiful. So well done. Oh, that's lovely. Aww. You know what isn't lovely? <laughs> Our cheddar gorgeous impressions. It's mainly you just mocking me. Hello, my name is Cheddar Gorgeous. And actually, I have a little, uh, I have a little, a little clip for you that also got sent to us by Cliff on uh, Instagram. Ah! Ah! I'm going to play it one more time. Hello there, it's me, Cheddar Gorgeous. Okay. Hello there, it's me, Cheddar Gorgeous. Now, we just want to say right now... We we do love Cheddar. This is from Drag Race UK Season 4. Cheddar. Cheddar is an amazing queen. Her look in the season finale for Season 4 was phenomenal. She's great. I just cannot handle... A put on theatre voice. Well, the thing about her is that she does like to talk in a particular way, mm. which can really get on Ben's nerves. It grates my cheese, Cheddar Gorgeous. But I will say, I have had a lot of fun sending Ben voice notes saying, "It's me, Cheddar Gorgeous." Yeah, so I'll be in the middle of I'll be in the middle of the working day. Like, oh, what's this wee voice note that Fraser sent me? <laughs> it's me, Cheddar Gorgeous. God. Right, more feedback. What is it? So, what is it? Sean McSorley got in touch with us, and basically, (laughs) this is a correction. And this is why I'm reading this because I made Uh some big mistakes. So, in our last episode, when we were talking about Danny Minogue, we talked a lot about, we touched on kind of when she was mentoring on X Factor and who she looked after. And apparently, I got everything wrong about who won each season that we talked about. So, Sean's got in touch to check me, basically. He says, uh, Love the latest episode. However, I was shocked at the Alexandra Burke erasure at minute 49 of the pod when JLS was stated as that year's winner. I don't even remember saying this, but apparently I accidentally said that JLS won that year. And of course it was Alexandra Burke. How could I think that? Mm. So I'm embarrassed. Well, yes, because Little Mix were, of course, the first ever group to win yeah. the X Factor. So yeah, he says he was shook. This dramatic error was not caught in editing. And I, I'm, I'm... I'm the one that said it, and I'm the one that edits the podcast. So I'm just issuing this as a formal apology to Sean and the rest of the listeners that if you know us and our brand, for me to get an X Factor fact wrong is really unforgivable. Mm-hmm. And then he came back again and said, I think so we obviously carried on listening. He said, sorry, me again. Ollie Mers didn't win the next year either. It was Joe McEldry, but that mistake is more forgivable. But still, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I even made those mistakes. So I'm sorry specifically to you, Sean. I hope you're listening and I hope you've still stayed with us through this really quite difficult time. Yeah, I really love the the reference to the exact minute of the pod. Yes, yeah, well. no, I love it. Please really appreciate Please that. give us time codes. I'm very happy with that. Thank you for all your feedback. Please get in touch on Instagram, on email, rate and please rate and review us. Just do it. Write a fun wee comment. Come on. And we are back and we are going to be celebrating 20 years of Girls Aloud. I would say our favorite pop act of all time. Girl group of all time. What about Spice Girls? Oof. And I do like the Saturdays. <laughs> but I, I would say the the kind of 
the Spice Girls were very formative yeah. and the Saturdays are very fun, but Girls Aloud were kind of somewhere in the middle of that of like, they were the backbone of my entire 20s. Yes, of <laughs> student days and our London days yes, as well. exactly. So I think maybe that's why they struck such a chord with like you and me. Okay, so how are we going to break this down? Because we've got 20 years of Girls Aloud to celebrate. So we have actually done an episode of the podcast before where we kind of went through kind of album by album and era by era of Girls Aloud. So if you want to hear that, look back in our, our archives. I think this is going to be more of just a general celebration of Girls Aloud and kind of because we went through every single album, we kind of just couldn't fit a lot of stuff in. So I think what I want to do is kind of talk a little bit about them, but then just give our top five favorite uh, Girls Aloud songs and maybe some moments. I've got some stuff yeah. picked out and I've got, some, I've got some other fun stuff for you as oh, well. Fun. You're going to do the first half, aren't you? Yes. So basically just to, just to kind of catch up with them, it's 20 years since they formed because they formed on a UK talent show called Pop Stars The Rivals in 2002. And they, it was whittled down through a, Lots of different, lots of different gals. Um, oh, and it's it's worth us saying just right at the top of anything to do with girls allowed is that we are still very sad about Sarah Harding passing away, and we're just gonna celebrate all of them and and give her just as much of the celebration, and we're not gonna dwell too much on the sad. We're just gonna focus on the positive, right? Yep. And and basically, yeah, they were whittled down on the show, you know, talent show like X Factor or Pop Idol. And basically they formed a girl group and it was a race to Christmas number one in the UK against a boy band, uh, One True Voice. Let's oh, follow your heart right up to the end. OTV. As far as the eye can see. And basically everyone was expecting the boy band because of the time that in 2002 boy bands were so massive. Everyone was expecting the boy band to win and get to Christmas number one and that the girls were going to like all fall apart. But they fucking, decisions were made behind the scenes that basically gave them the best music production company kind of collaboration that they did for their entire career, which basically set them up for success. But here's the thing. What happened is all the focus was on the guys and doing like a soppy Christmas number one-esque song. So I think the girls were kind of left to their own devices. And so they got given the most insane, bizarre pop song which is phenomenal, but you could tell no one really had a close eye on it. Yes, for which, sure. Which was which was great. Yeah. So they 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 basically won the show by getting to Christmas number one. And essentially, as the boy band fell off, Girls Aloud just got more and more and more famous. And it kind of compounded itself to the point of an extreme level of fame by the time they were kind of on the verge of, of taking their hiatus uh, when Cheryl was a judge on X Factor. And mm-hmm. basically, there was like a moment where they were just the most famous like girl band in the UK, like just especially because of Cheryl. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've been through quite a, a metamorphosis over the years. So I just wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. So first of all, I found this insane Guardian article. I didn't find this. It was actually texted to me. And it, who texted it to me? <laughs> Niall texted this to me. First of all, look at, <laughs> look at everyone in this picture on the Guardian article. They look bonkers it's it's i would say it's 2006 in yeah. the picture that i'm looking at <laughs> there's a lot of hair happening in this picture oh my god so this is called girls allowed 20 best songs ranked and this is from first of december 2022 so yeah. the other week yeah so this yeah. is so this was just done in honor of the 20th uh, anniversary okay so I'm, I'm not gonna we don't have to go through this in a real like forensic detail but i want to kind of go through the top 20 with you and then i want to hear your thoughts um i've got like a top five myself that i want to talk about as well okay but this person that wrote this list, they went rogue. They <laughs> they decided to 
try and show off their Girls Aloud fandom and knowledge by doing full album cuts. And there's a B-side in this top 20. This person has gone rogue, yeah. No regrets, a ballad from the album is at number 20. Don't Num- remember it, Number no 19 idea. is a, a song called Graffiti My Soul, another album track. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Spike kills and skinny panties. Eighteen long hot summer. Oh, and it's ba, not, ba, ba. <laughs> it's ninety-five degrees in the shade. Always confused why they were singing Fahrenheit rather than Celsius. <laughs> Who knows with that? Okay. So seventeen, the loving kind, great Fine. song. Sixteen models. Now I do agree with this. This was an album track from the Chemistry album, and it's a really fun song. So I was happy to see that. Uh, Blackjack's another album track. So we've got two two album tracks back to back at fifteen. Fourteen, Hoxton Heroes, which is a B side. <laughs> which is not even on an album. Uh, 13, Wake Me Up. 12, Untouchable. Oh. 11, Sexy No, No, No. no. You, you hate that song, no. you? Ben hates I Sexy, hate no, sexy no, 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 No. Number 10, The Promise. Solid, sure. Number 9, Can't Speak French. They could, though. Number 8, Swing London Town. It's another album track. Do but, you remember that that one one? Of, but that was one of Sarah's favorites. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> 7, Sound of the Underground. Of course. 6, No Good Advice. Oh. 5, The Show. Yes. 4, Call the Shots. Three, something kind of ooh. I mean, as we've said in the past, the the music equivalent of a vodka Red Bull and or cocaine. cocaine. <laughs> uh, number two, Love Machine. Mm. And number one, Biology. Wait a minute. Where's Call the Shots? Oh, it's, it's number four. four. Okay. Yeah. So so this person, obviously, this, this Guardian journalist really took some wild swings and, and misses, I thought, in this list. But I do appreciate them make, not making a list of all released tracks. I think that's pretty fun. But yeah. I mean, to put Love Machine at number two is... I, I actually was saying to our friend Nile, who sent this to me, they discredited themselves the moment I got to number two and saw Love Machine. I can agree with all of the rest of it, but now the whole list is scrapped. That is a real... In those, how would you describe the the dresses they wear in the Love Machine video? Oh, so in, in the UK term, we used to call them market dresses. <laughs> they were dresses you could get from the market, from a market stall. <laughs> Very like flammable fabrics. But now they would also be in, you know, that shop I always reference in London that used to be on Tottenham Court Road, end of Oxford Street, that was oh. called Surprise Surprise. <laughs> Definitely those kind of off-brand, non-branded clothes shops on Oxford Street, yeah, called like... Fierce and fun. But also now you could definitely get them from a very cheap fast fast fashion. Sheen? Like, yeah, like online retailer. And you would, do you know what? I'm just going to get all the colors and all the different sizes. Oh, they would all be on, I think it's called Sheen or is it Sheen? I can't remember. remember. I think there's a lot of debate about how you say the name of that website. But yeah, those those dresses from the Love Machine video stink of Sheen. You would get them delivered to the office. You'd open them. And they'd be all those kind of uh, like man-made fibers. Yeah. So it'd all be like sticking. You'd probably get yes. electric shocks. And they them. definitely had a chemical smell to them yeah. when they first put them on. <laughs> yeah. So that, I thought that was kind of just a wild thing. So that inspired me to think about my own kind of personal top five Girls Aloud okay, songs. Okay, give me your top five so Girls Aloud songs, please. I, I, I put Call the Shots as my number five. I love this song. It's a very classic kind of mid-tempo Girls Aloud song where you can't quite say what genre of like speed of song that we're in here. It's kind of like an ethereal, but it's also got a beat to it. And it's very sad. It's be- yeah, it's melancholy, which yeah. is definitely why I know it's going to rank higher on Ben's list because Ben loves melancholy mm-hmm. music. It's definitely um, in my top five list. Yeah. And it's worth saying that one of the reasons this song is so dear to my heart is that 
there's a moment in it that you and me have always performed together, which I, is... I think we should do a it. A call and response moment. Okay. <laughs> I've seen life flow by like a river. Like a river. I've been bound to a dinner. The yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was always our thing. Ben would do Nadine's powerful vocals there. And I, would do- I like a river. <laughs> it's also worth noting that it has one of my favorite Nadine strong kind of moves into a line where she says, static tone on the phone, I'll be bringing again. <laughs> I also love when, she, when they perform this live, the end bit, Nadine goes completely rogue and she just like sings a whole scale. <laughs> By the way, um, our friend George texted me the other day, him, he t- him and his husband Andrew went to see Elton John at Dodger Stadium. And he said that, he said that Elton John now sings like you and me sing on the podcast. He's like, every time you and Ben sing, you sound, you're doing Elton John. Oh my God. I look, Elton John. <laughs> I'm still standing. She's, <laughs> she's iconic. She's important. All of LA went to that concert the other week. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, then I followed up number five. My number four is the song Models. So this is from the Chemistry album. The reason I know this song, obviously, is because of our beloved, um, maybe one of the best moments of reality TV of all time, which is Girls Loud Off The Record. Yeah. And it's the theme tune for Off The Record. On the pod shop, have a little look. In our feed. In our feed, your Welcome America presents Girls Loud Off The Record. We have, we have essentially done a university dissertation on every inch of that series yeah. if you want, episode by episode if you want to have a forensic look through frame by frame of like a 2006 reality show then we got you covered and it's also so good i was going to talk about this later what's so good about that series is i've said it before it's they're famous but it's just before they got truly truly yeah. famous there's there's, there's a, a layer of quality control that's not being put into place in that documentary yeah. that's fascinating yeah and um, so yeah i love models models came out that album came out when i was at university and it was really like a strong like it's just like a really fun and i i thought i I wanted to have one song on this list that wasn't a released song so i love i love that then from the same album my number three girls love song is a biology so biology I remember when this came out, and we definitely have talked about this, but I'm going to mention it again. When I was at university, I remember a girl I lived with in, like, halls, aka the dorms. I remember she came up to me. Shout out to you, Gemma, if you're listening. Gem. Hey, hey Gemma. Hey, Gem. And she, Hiya. she like, came out of the blue and, like, grabbed me one day in, like, the, in the hallway, and she's like, have you heard Girls Aloud's song? Have you heard Biology? She went, I think you're going to love it. It's, she literally went, she's like, it's, you're going to love it. It's like, you're going to be your favorite song ever. And I was like, Gemma, calm down. So wait, so Gemma was a one woman PR machine. One, a thousand percent. Just rattling around yeah. different halls of residence being like, someone heard Biology? <laughs> and then I think she played it for me. I think I went into her room and she played it for me. And I felt like I was like in a, I feel like now in my head, it's like documentary footage of like people hearing like a very important thing for the first time. And I was like in her room and I was like, what is this song? Because it's a completely insane, bonkers song that's like Frankenstein, 20 different songs together, which is very much their style. But like, and it's also worth mentioning again that 
I loved this song so much that I ordered an official... <laughs> I ordered an official polyphonic ringtone of this song. And <laughs> which part? Which part? Well, this of- is the problem. Is This song is really hard to break down into. Uh, and basically, it was the worst part of the song. It was literally the bit that goes, Closer, your mind's flying blind with your head and your head, da, 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 and your heart beats close. So that was the bit. And it's the one part of the song that's like not... Um, like, got any kind of drive to it. It's like... Or not got any fun to it. It was just completely like terrible but yeah it was it was really bad wait a minute is this the next thing that's going to happen on tiktok and just with music releases imagine if someone released a song now and part of it just sounded like a polyphonic ringtone well it'd be great that's pretty good it would be like when they when they first introduced mobile phone ringing noises in songs you remember that song that was on the Bridget Jones soundtrack that went ring, ring, ring my cell phone keeps ringing and it had like and and um Jamelia, call me. I don't Jam- remember that song. <gasps> ben, call okay. me by Jamelia had a Nokia ringtone in it. Jamelia, call me is such a great song. Oh my god, I forgot that song even existed. Wait, just hang on, hang on. We've got play it. the video. No, play the music video so you can see the visuals for it as well. Okay. And, wow. and I always, I've definitely told you this story before, but my brother was seeing a girl at the time when this song came out and I had it on CD and this girl was a bit of a ding dong and she kept trying to answer her phone when Jamelia was playing and we said to her maybe three times, oh no, it's in the song. And she's like, oh wow, okay. And then she would try and answer her phone again and we were like, wow, great choices, Elliot. <laughs> I've, told, I've, I've told you that's like my Latin teacher at school. That's right. I went to Hogwarts um, at school. We would sit there in class and we would knock underneath the desk like this. And she'd get up and go to the door. So think someone was there. <laughs> so cruel. Oh, I know. She was the best. <laughs> what is next on your list? So number two is Sound of the Underground. It's the sound of the Considering it is their first song and it should be the most outdated, I think it still is like fresh and like it, actually like a great song, which is a crazy thing for a reality show competition band to have a first single that stands the test of time 20 years later. It's it's because this it's a weird song that's just in its own. I, I've played this song to Americans before and they're like, what? Yeah, it doesn't exist in any, like, realm of... It's not related to 2002, is it? It's, like, it's floating above in this, like, ether. (laughs) (laughs) I... This song reminds me... I remember... Oh, well, I was going for my... I think I've told you this before. I was going for my interview at Oxford University. She didn't... She didn't get in. She didn't get into Oxford. But I was going down there (laughs) for my interview. So we did the interview in the day, and at night we would all just go out and we we would dance to the Cheeky Girls and we would dance to Sound of the Underground. (laughs) Very fun. (laughs) Again, she didn't get into the university, but she had a great time. (laughs) And then finally, my actual, my number one song is quite a rogue choice because it is not one from the archives. It's actually a song that was their comeback song and it was a charity single for... I always get it wrong. Children, children, in, children in need. Children in need. 
This song is something new. I, but again, <laughs> I think this song doesn't sound like any period of time. Correct. So I love this song so much. It came out there's so many reasons why I love it. One of them is because uh, Cheryl slightly trips when they performed it on Children, um, Children in, in Need. And Ben Pudsey, once... Pudsey tripped her. Ben once reenacted it in a club and someone came up and asked if he was okay. And you've also done that to uh, Got To Be Real and reenacted Sarah Jessica Parker falling over on the runway and yeah. someone helped you that time as well. I still... You do a very convincing pratfall. I, one year, I will... I, I mean, I just don't know when. For Halloween, I am going to dress up as Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw when she does that fashion show and she's wearing Dolce and Gabbana and there's a song and then she trips oh my god she's fashion roadkill because how fun would that be just like tripping all night yeah. and it's a really easy stop taking my fucking picture yeah. you know, she says it to that guy anyway but I just love this song it's like if you ever need to feel motivated or pumped or if you imagine picture this right okay We're, us, us running the 10k picture this you and me are 29 we're living in London okay and we're getting ready for a night out. And I've come over to yours and we're having like pre-drinks at yours about to go to like a really fun gay club in London. This song is like the most perfect encapsulation for me of that feeling of getting ready for a night out. It's not even the night out. It's like the most exciting part when we're like getting ready and like really giddy and we're like dancing around in your old flat in London. That's gonna, what this song is to I'm going to add to that. We've also, we're now, we've ha- done pre-drinks. We're now pre-gaming, if you're an American, and we're now walking to the club. Yeah. Because we just walked everywhere in London. <laughs> yes. I'd be playing this out loud on my phone. Yeah, you you have you have played this out loud and we've walked through. Did we do this in a casino? I think we did. Maybe. I think we did this when we went to Vegas for my birthday. We also My def- 30th. We've also definitely done that to All About Tonight by Pixie Lock. <laughs> oh, we reference just new listeners and fans. We do reference Pixie Lock performing... <laughs> In Belfast, outside the Titanic Museum a lot. For some reason, it keeps her coming back. It's her performing her song, Kiss the Stars. Yeah. Kiss the stars tonight. In Belfast, outside, in front of the Titanic Museum. Very, so th- yeah. So that's my personal top five Girls Aloud songs. So t- okay. tell me, just what any reflections on that? How do you feel about something new being at, at number one? Do you think it's kind of a crazy choice? It is, but I, I love it. Do you understand it? Oh, yeah. I totally understand <laughs> it. I think it's a solid top five. Yeah. You've got... You've maybe got two or three that I was... Well, I I decided when we get to my top five, I took one of yours out. Okay. But Call the Shots and Something New, totally up there for yeah, me. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to have models in there. No. <laughs> Why don't you call? I love that song so much. <laughs> when I was at university, I think I bought this myself or someone bought this for my birthday. I bought a got a DVD which was called uh, Girls Aloud. I think it was called Girls on Film, and it included their cover. It came out around the same time as the Off the Record show, but it was all about like it was their cover of Girls on Film by the Pet Shop Boys, Duran Duran. I don't know who cares. It's more important that they sung it. And basically, I had this DVD, and it had some a lot of just like live performances, and it was like fine, fine, fine. But it also had this thing that I had completely forgotten about, which is a DVD extra, and it's. Q&A with Girls Aloud. And basically what they did is get them all sitting like on a couch. They filmed them separately sitting on a couch and they're asking them either or questions. And it is the most boring, it's the most boring and like dumb thing that you could do. But because we love them so much, I'm going to play you just a few okay. excerpts of it. And it's just them answering these either or questions. So this is this is where it starts. And it's them asking if they like beer or bubbly. I think my favorite out of beer and bubbly would be bubbly. Definitely prefer bubbly. Beer instead of bubbly. 
bubbly. Neither. Spirit. <laughs> so that's that's them, and then this one is also amazing. <laughs> um, I used to be Miss Sixty, but now I'm most definitely Top Shop. Uh, top Shop. Top Shop. Top Shop. Miss Sixty. <laughs> Miss 60. Just the thought of Cheryl shopping at Miss 60 is really funny. And She's then, gone down blue water with her mum, Jan. <laughs> and then this is just, this is, I don't even know what the question was, but this is Cheryl telling a, just a wild story. But I remember having a little teddy bear called Teddy Ruxpin. It was actually my little brother's, but I used to pinch it and it used to talk and tell you stories. And it was like it was real. <laughs> so that's Cheryl talking about Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> Do you remember Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah, Ruck skin? Ruck spin. Ruck spin, okay. Like rucksack and spin. I had a wee teddy <laughs> and it used to play games and say words I'm like, and stuff. I just like, it's just like, it used to tell stories. And it used to talk and tell you stories. And it was like it was real. <laughs> used to was, talk and tell you stories. What I love about that so much is in the background, it's their cover, it's Girls Loud's cover of Jump. So in the background, it's like, Jump! Oh, you love. <laughs> and it just over the top, Cheryl being like, I had a wee teddy. It was my brother's. They also ask them about their most embarrassing moments. And Kimberly tells an incredibly long, drawn out story about <laughs> being at school and going to sit down in like the dining hall and someone pulling the chair out from underneath her and her falling to the ground. But she talks about it like she went to like, like, to war. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, I'll tell you what, the most embarrassing. And she's like, do you know what? I just, I still think about it. <laughs> so she was, Kimberly was traumatized by falling to the ground in the middle, in front of everyone. By the way, I think I sent it to you, but okay, we're about to go on a journey with what I'm about to say. So Brit Scottish actor, Alan Cumming, who yeah. we all know from Spice World, the movie and Romy Michelle, most importantly, he has a club and bar in New York called Club Coming. And every Saturday, there's a Romy Michelle like afternoon tea dance. They just play music and you request songs with using post-it notes. The other week, they posted like Club Coming presents Romy Michelle's tea dance to celebrate Kimberly Walsh's birthday from Girls Aloud. It was like, <laughs> how is in 2022 as a bar in New York have all those reference points going on? Oh, do you know what though? Thanks, Alan. I really appreciate it. Oh, that. thanks, Alan. I'll <laughs> pop in for a quick bit of bubbly can't stay long. If you if you ever want to feel a sense of coziness, I recommend just watching all of Kimberly's stories on Instagram. She does a lot of stories about like putting like a gazebo in her garden and it's so <laughs> soothing and she's always just like, oh, do you know what? We actually put the jacuzzi down the bottom of the garden and oh, do you know I got this really nice fence from being cute. It's like the most like mundane content and it feels like a, a warm hug from a friend. I love Kimberly so much. Oh, right. Well, thank you for your top five. <laughs> that's that's my top five. I will say, uh, just this is apropos of nothing, talking about Kimberly. If you ever sit yourselves down for, you know, everyone's always laughing about how if you have a night out, a gay person always puts on YouTube and makes people watch a thousand music videos. Mm-hmm. I once sat with my friend Shanina and we watched like a... I think it was like a Girls Alive Through the Ages, like on a music channel where they played every one of their videos and we just sat and like watched them together. Wow. And what we noticed is over the years, style-wise in their music videos, everyone in the band has taken a fucking swing and so many misses, apart from a little lady called Kimberly. <laughs> just solid. She, she is, she's the Emma Bunton yeah, of the group. completely. She she's looks- the baby spice. She looks fantastic. She, at the time you would have thought, oh, she's kind of boringly dressed. She stood the test of time. She's like, (laughs) 
she's like sad of the underground and something new. She just looks really reasonable and like she could like just go to work in reasonable. an office. Yeah. Kimberly, you're looking reasonable. <laughs> yeah. In that video, oh my God, is it called the shots where Sarah has the Vulcan, the Vulcan haircut? Yeah. It's, oh, it's such a good look. God, I love it so much. Should we take a break? And we are back. Uh, ben is going to have a little chit chat through his top five and favorite moments. So my top five girls allowed to celebrate their 20 years. I am going to start off by playing you. I've actually put them in chronological order. Oh. Okay. So I found a girls allowed mega mix. Okay. And the opening of it starts with my first top five girls allowed song. Okay. How exciting is that? I love that. That's literally like at the beginning of a, like on a tour. That's how, exactly. that's how the show would get kind of, literally the show itself and the song, the show would start. So we are of course talking about the song, the show. I love this song so much. I just, I love that it sounds like a colorful, fruity colored computer game. I just adore it. Yeah. Should have known, should have cared, should have hung around the, the kitchen, kitchen in my underwear, underwear acting like, like a lady. <laughs> it should have made me. Yeah, it's a great Whoa. song. It's <laughs> just so fun. I remember, I think we talked about this once, how the video, so there are, there are beauticians yes. in the video, aren't they? And they strategically did that music video because they, they were trying to appear less sexy and more appealing to girls. Yes. So it's like a fun, fun beauticians with the girls. Yeah, they felt like they, they, they'd pushed too hard in the sexy direction and they were alienating young female fans. Mm-hmm. That's such a, an opinion of the time, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's such a way to look at things in 2002. So yes, I love the moment where it just all goes digital and ethereal. Should have made me now, could have saved me now. Love song. the show. Such a good song. I think I felt like when we did when we talked about them before, I said I didn't really like that song. And I think you managed to change my mind on it. Oh, good. <laughs> I really just tried to force my opinion on you. That's, that's, that's a sad dynamic. Okay, my next song you've already touched on, but is Call the Shots. Uh, I think essentially I love all girls allowed songs and songs in general where I feel like I'm just... I'm in a space shuttle Mm. and there's music just digitally playing and I'm floating around and it's really hopeful, (laughs) but also a bit bleak. Yeah. I was going to say you, there has to be that melancholy element of a song. I I always know. (laughs) I always know when it's a Ben song. Yeah. Such a good song. (laughs) 80s neon, uh, uh, melancholy spaceship. Yes. (laughs) It's kind of my, my Ben's. (laughs) The world is ending and we've just left Earth. (laughs) The rubric to put together a Ben song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're we're flying away from Earth and it's hopeful for us, but not for everyone on Earth because we're looking down on Earth and Earth is just slowly exploding. (laughs) My next song. Actually, I have it queued up right here. Sexy No No No, isn't it? Your favorite. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I just, 
the way that song opens as well. So I've been hanging a good bird. I'm like, oh no. And now, now. Uh, horrible. Okay, we're actually also going to go into space and we are untouchable. And in my dreams, it feels like we are fully stories When you're around, ooh, we're untouchable. Do you notice that bit in Sarah's voice? She goes, here and they've treated it so it's like <laughs> this song also includes i think the best lyrics and best moment from a girl's loud song whenever you're gone don't they wait at the door and everything's heard in life before without any meaning we're just getting bored my beautiful robots dancing alone wherever you go gone and ain't in the door beautiful robots dancing alone like that couldn't be more up your alley that line could it beautiful robots dancing alone i am i am singing like elton john (laughs) beautiful robots dancing alone but they need to be malfunctioning at the same time i love this song so this was towards the end of their initial reign Mm. because this came so it went the promise then it went the loving kind then untouchable yes i think so or maybe something like that something like that I get this video is in space. Yes. And they are flying around in comets. <laughs> love it. They all yeah. look phenomenal. And it, and it really does. A lot of Girls Love songs are structured in a, in really bonkers ways. And this one is as well, where you kind of, uh, you're kind of just taken along on this kind of flowing ride and it's like nice. And then there's that, just that moment at the end where Nadine really just like loses it and mm-hmm. is screaming into space. And you're like, whoa, this song is really powerful. Yeah. Girls Love songs in general have a real, they love like a ramp up and an exciting thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Even before that crazy Nadine bit, it's like, uh, and then my dreams, it feels like we are 40 stories tall. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll ramp up. Love it. Love this song. And I think it's a bit unloved, this song as well. Okay, next up, it was on your list. We're going chronological. Can the girls scream rap? I hope they can. It's... Something new. I love how that beginning bit has that, you know, the Azalea Banks megaphone kind of sound to it. It's got that like, like Cheryl screaming into like a bullhorn. I love mm. it. <laughs> also, we should give a shout out to Kimberly's bit in this later. <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> well, and, and, uh, and she also does take a drip on the other side. Bring it back to the <laughs> Bring other Bring it back side. to the other side. <laughs> uh, Kimberly, could you just do that bit? Bring it back to the other side. <laughs> Just like I bought back my, my jacuzzi from the other side of the garden. <laughs> Wait, um, what, yeah, what's the speaky bit? Oh, oh boy, I can, can tell you how sad I feel. Hang on, that's in something kind of. That's something kind of. Ooh. Oh shit! <laughs> no, the, <laughs> something new is down with the rhythm of another beat. Gonna I take back, 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 gonna back, turn the beat. <laughs> Amazing. So what's your, so what's number one chronologically then? It's number one chronologically. We're going to an album track. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know how you feel about public transport, (laughs) (laughs) but I enjoy being on the metro. I love On the Metro. What about On the Metro? Again, another song that doesn't sound like any time. (laughs) Yeah. I find the chorus exhilarating. I... This is a great running song, great to work out to. On their 
2010, the Hits Tour, they performed it live and it was so good. I think Nicola wrote this song. Right. Yeah, it's a great song. Such a good song. <laughs> it also is very strange because it's like, what metro are they talking about? It's not the tube. They, they can't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they did shoot the whole lot of history video by the Seine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I do feel like we should do some honorable mentions. Okay. And I think honorable mention, yeah, is definitely a whole lot of history. That, that song is bad, but also has a very specific... Uh, kind of connotation for me at where I was in my life. So shout out to a whole lot of history. <laughs> that song is crap. It's really sad. I, I had a bonus one. Okay. Which is All Fired Up. Excuse me. Just thought I'd throw in a Saturday's track just to throw you <laughs> off the scent. How could you do that? Imagine girls allowed singing All Fired Up. It would be just the best. Imagine Nadine <laughs> at the end being like, keep me on your radar. <laughs> we need to get them to try and re-record that. <laughs> yeah, and, and an honourable shout out to Can't Speak French, uh, especially, you know, the one that I always talk about, which is the version where they do it in French. Yeah. Je n'ai pas français, est-ce Really good. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me have a little flick through the list. If there's anything else, I do something kind of ooh. Personally, just moved to London, saw them yeah. at GAY perform. Very exciting. Yeah, and No Good Advice is a wonderfully bonkers second single. Yes, the, uh, yeah, big shout out to the the music video for No Good Advice. Oh, where they're all wearing those tinfoil outfits and uh, dancing on the the hood of like a car, and there's like a fake phone box. It's very and a man with a guitar playing that. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy told me look into the future at your computer be a good girl. My also my honorable mentions of just favorite moments. I mean, Girls Loud off the record, which we've discussed in detail before. Go listen to our spin-off show all about it. Ghost hunting with Girls Aloud, yeah. which we need to do a special on. We really do. I mainly love it because Nadine refused to take part in it, but they still use her in the episode. Like on camera, refusing to be yeah, in the show. She like shuts the door in Yvette Fielding's face. I just doesn't don't she? like ghosts. I don't want to do that. They <laughs> scare me. Give, give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> um, and then I, I also wrote uh, something new, performing in Children in Need with Cheryl Tripping. <laughs> just and those those tulip dresses. Yeah, those which, orange tulip dresses, which they all look amazing in. Yeah. Didn't they all have like a bun? Yeah, bunged, tulip dress and a bun. Bunged that hair up in a bun. <laughs> I know we've done it before, probably in our Girls Loud special, but what, who is the US equivalent? Well, I did, I did listen back to our Girls Loud special and the only bit that I caught was I said that Kimberly was mac and cheese. <laughs> I said the American what? equivalent of Kimberly was mac and cheese. Well, just comforting. Yeah, I said it was warm, comforting. You know what you're going to get, but it's still good every time. And you're always happy every time you have it or see it. We did that special with Michael as well, which I don't, I have zero recollection of recording. Where did we do it? Oh, who knows? <laughs> Another time or In space. the show description as well, it was, it was in March 2020. And the show description was like, hey, are you, are you in quarantine? I was like, when did we record it? What? I, honestly, it's all, it's all completely confusing. God, that is <laughs> two and a half years ago. I know. It's nuts. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we're still talking about the same things. <laughs> Don't come here if you want something new. Mm-hmm. So wait, so who is the, U- the US equivalent of Girls Aloud? I mean, we've talked about Eden's Crush before, but they're not successful enough. It's almost, I almost feel it is a Kelly Clarkson because it's like, it's, it's transcending the TV show. The name means way more than the TV show ever does. You don't say 
Kelly Clarkson from American, American Idol. Idol. It, she's just Kelly Clarkson. And now she's like right up there in the kind of stratosphere. And I feel like Girls Aloud completely have like cast off the shackles of the TV show. It's not like someone like, even like Leona Lewis, I feel like still got, still felt like she was from X Factor, you know, whereas, yeah. And, um, and like all the forays into like TV and stuff, I feel like Cheryl and X Factor is very much like Kelly Clarkson having her own like talk show. I mean, talk about someone having their own talk show. Kimberly. Imagine if Kimbo had a lovely like daytime, a, a daytime. I mean, I think she does a lot of TV hosting actually where she does those kind of shows, but I'm th- picturing something super cozy with, I bet it's, I'd love to watch like get cozy with our Kim. And it's just like her under like a blanket and a cup uh, of tea and just being like, Oh, come on, come and sit down. We'll have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> something cozy. I have some beans on toast. Yeah, exactly. Just get cozy with our Kim. I'm going to pitch that to uh channel five. Sure. <laughs> and as and also, as we saw, Nicola, great at interviewing people as well, you know? She's going to be on the Strictly Christmas special. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. The reveal... The, <laughs> I think Niall also sent that to me. It's like the Instagram reveal video is very funny. It's like a... It's like a Christmas present opening. It's like, did it. And then it's like a picture of her, but with like a moving background. And it looks really, it looks like something like a Facebook mom would make. Oh. You know, like it looks like a Facebook thing. And mom would be like, oh, I'm going to make my little strictly, like a fake strictly thing. Please welcome to the stage, like Lynn. Wait, I'm referring to Nicola Roberts when she interviewed Lady Gaga. Yes. That great interview where she asked Lady Gaga, if you could do something like really risky once in your life and... Not worry about, you know, what would you do? And Gaga's like, die. It's <laughs> pretty good. Do you remember Nick also did Styled to Rock? The yeah. UK version of Styled to Rock. Oh, yeah. I remember it well. Aww. And again, just, I mentioned this every single time we talk about Strictly, but I want to do a shout out to a girl that I used to work with called Kat. And she was a, a runner on Strictly. And she, she used to say during the live shows, she'd have a deep fantasy of at the beginning of the live show when they're introducing the dancers of just walking out in front of one of the professionals. And so like the focus in on her, it'd be like, dun, 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 dun. And she'd come out and just wave. And then she always said that she just, this is when she wanted to quit. She'd come out, wave on live TV and then just walk down the stairs and just walk out of the studio and never come back. <laughs> and she used to say she'd be backstage and she's like, I could just do it. <laughs> Wonder where Kat is now. Oh, I'd she's love probably to running ITV or oh, something. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, she's a controller for the BBC now. Okay. Thank you for listening to our Girls Aloud 20th anniversary special. Shall we do a quick Avatar 2 update in the oh review? My, please. This is sad. Very sad. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> things are things are heating up in the in the novel. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is it's coming. It's like breaking news. <laughs> so it's all go. I've suddenly seen interviews with everyone everywhere. Yeah, I saw something with Jimmy Cameron where he was saying that he thinks that testosterone is toxic or something. There was a whole thing with that on Twitter going on. Come on, Jimmy. Um, come on, Jimmy. <laughs> they need to get him out of the press cycle. Then. I know, I know. <laughs> we need to be pushing Zoe Saldana to the front of this. <laughs> I think it comes out December 16th, which is a couple of weeks away. We will be watching it. Yeah. We are doing it at my house next week. We're doing a Avatar 1 screening. Yes. Which is very exciting because Still. we really don't know what to expect because <laughs> we've forgotten what that movie is about. Saw it once on VHS <laughs> many years ago. And we are going to have our Navi, um, Navi, we're going to have our Navi cocktails as well. Yes. So expect an update and, and really expect an update once we've seen Avatar 2. What's really strange about this is we've built up something that we don't really care about in a way that is now got so much pressure on it that... 
Like, what's the, what are we going to report back on? Be like, oh yeah, I liked it. Oh wait a minute, we t- what? Tell you what we should talk about is I saw somewhere like the projections of what it's going to make. Yeah. So let's just let's get those out there now. You know, recorded. Oh, speaking of quickly, while you're looking that up, mm-hmm. Jimmy C. I he, I we'll tell you what's going to make his blood boil. Wakanda Forever. In Wakanda Forever, uh, there's a whole underwater race of people. So like. Literally just before oh. Avatar 2 comes out, Wakanda Forever has done full on underwater like stunts and battles. And there's like someone swimming with a whale. Like I feel like they really stepped on his toes. Okay. So this is from Deadline. Avatar The Way of Water projected to open to 150 to $175 million plus at US box office. So... Some people were saying even 200 million. So we're going to know probably by the next, maybe by the next time we record. I don't know. Um, $150 million opening is, so Avatar 1 got $77 million in its opening weekend. So they're hoping it's going to be like, yeah, God, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. I know. Well, they're going to get you know, $20 from you and me. <laughs> so just the comments underneath, 60 comments underneath this article, CGI looks terrible. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what do you want it to look like, guys? God, it's gonna be—it's gonna be a full a whole thing set underwater. Uh, they, they don't look like real Navi. <laughs> they don't look real. And then finally, someone here says, after seeing the final trailer, I'm seeing Avatar two at the cinema for at least ten times. Oh, ten times! How many hours is that? That's third, like a gazillion hours. <laughs> like your bad say more than That's a, day. a gazillion hours. <laughs> Wow. Okay, well, uh, Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Yeah, so possibly the next time you hear from us, we will have actually... the Avatar 2, The Way of Water will have gone through our eyeballs and into our brain. Oh my god, and we'll find out how much money it made. I want to shout, yeah, out, to, uh, I want to shout out to comedian and writer Kerry O'Donnell on Twitter, who tweeted, If Avatar 2 doesn't make $2 billion during its open weekend, I'm going to set myself on fire in a Nordstrom rack. That <laughs> 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 really made me laugh. I'm going to retweet that. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review us, Jessica Lawrence, on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Jessica. Uh, get in touch via our Instagram. Give us a shout at our email address, which is Fraser. Podcast at gmail.com, and that's the letters you and are, not Y-O-U-R. There we go, and that's pretty much. Other than that, thank you so much. Hope December's going well. It's Crimbo. It's crim- <laughs> well, it's Avatar 2-0. No, it doesn't make sense. Crimbo, Avatar. Navio? Yeah, Navio. <laughs> I don't know. Feliz Navi. Oh. Dad. Uh, Feliz Navi. Bad. That's my. It's going to be my review. Oh my God. That's pretty good. It's too much. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Bye. And I used to talk and tell you stories. And it was like it was real. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.